There are three things I would wish to share with you, both from the first reading as well as from the gospel and, and the third one regarding St. Ephraim, whom we honor today, the doctor of the church. In the first place, let's look at the, the first reading and also the, the readings that preceded it. Um, we're, we are covering Elijah, the prophet, ninth century prophet, and what happens to the people of Israel, the people of God, during the ninth century under the uh, under King Ahab. There is a introduction of idolatry, idolatry, sin of idolatry. It is uh, something very serious because that means the people of God rejected God. They have embraced uh, an idol, Baal. And not only that, but the experience under King Ahab because his wife was pagan, Jezebel. Uh, she wanted to eliminate all the prophets of God. She wanted to, of the true God, God of revelation. And so part of the cleansing that took place was that God sent famine, drought for several years. The drought was announced by prophet Elijah and said, basically there's consequences to idolatry. And so he's calling people to repentance and fasting. And so it happened, as you know, that prophet Elijah as the drought began, he went to Zarephath, and there was a widow, a very poor widow. And as you remember, he asked her that she would share bread with him. And she says, I only have little. I don't have much. But she did share her bread with him. And, and she who was living with the son, young child with her. And then as Prophet Elijah she first of all she offered her bread and then the lord through prophet elijah took care of both of them there was a jar of flour the, the jar never ran dry and there was a flask of oil that never went empty and for the time that he was there that the widow was being taken care of the you know the widows and orphans as special care that is extended to them by God. And so here we have a witness of Elijah the prophet who takes care of this widow and orphan. As a matter of fact, her child, when he was there, died, and he brought the child back to life. But there's a second portion to Elijah. He speaks, he tells, tells the king, gather all the people on Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel. Just gather all the people because they have to make a choice. Either they follow the, the pagan god, Baal, or they follow the true God. And so he calls the people there. And they, there were many prophets of Baal, of four, over 450. And they prepared a sacrifice. And uh, as well as the, Elijah prepared the sacrifice of a lamb on the altar. And, and he said, but you do not light it let your God light it, and I'll ask God, the true God, to light it. And so what we have there is 
is the, the, the prophets of Baal, as you remember, prepare, and they, and they are pleading and pleading with, for, for the guy idol to set the Holocaust on fire, and it does not happen. In the evening time, during the time of sacrifice, it is Elijah who says, God, you are God who are real and true. And we ask you to manifest yourself, manifest your power to the people so they may come to believe in you. And then the lightning strikes the, the sacrifice on the altar and it consumes it, even though he poured water upon it to make sure that people would never, would never even consider that there's some other source of fire there. So the light, and this is, it happened before the eyes of the king. It happened before the eyes of the people. God gave witness to himself. The, the, the name of prophet Elijah means Eli, Yahweh, which means, you know, the Yahweh, the God of revelation, the God who reveals himself is the true God. That's why his name is Elijah. Remember when Jesus from the cross spoke, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Use the word Eli, that's why Eli, Jah, Yah, O Yah, O Jah, O Yona, is, is the for second portion of what it means. And it is, Elijah was true to his name. He was the one who proclaimed that God of revelation, the God who reveals himself to Abraham and Moses, is the true God. This is the God of Jesus Christ. He's the God, the true God of revelation. And so today, not only did Elijah, you know, reading, not only Elijah announced the drought, but also Elijah told the king, the rain will come today. The rain, because people have realized that God is a true God, so they embraced, embraced him and the end of the drought. So what we have today is Elijah goes and, and tells the king, get up, go and eat. And he says, why, what's going on? He says, the rain will come. And then he goes and there's no rain. There's no rain. But then, and then towards, towards the, uh, there's a servant that's there and, and, and Elijah says, go and look outside. He says, well, there's a tiny cloud, like a palm of a hand in the sky. And, and Elijah says to the king, you leave because there will be rain because otherwise you get stuck as you're coming from the mountain and with the downpour. It says, you go and eat. And so it is, there came the drought, the drought came to an end, the rain came. Elijah the prophet foretold not only the drought, the, the, uh, the, the, the cold conversion, but also he called the end of the drought and the rain came. We see here in this story of Elijah, something very important. There are consequences to sin, the consequences to idolatry, especially choosing other gods. And today our world, what do we choose? We replace God with secular, secular things, material things, ideologies, all these things which we reject, we reject God. There will be a drought in a different sense perhaps, but maybe even now, you know, maybe even a shortage of, of food perhaps, I do not know, because of war, because of other things. But there's a drought, that means there will be a hunger for God, there'll be hunger for peace, there'll be a hunger for reconciliation. There's a hunger for you know, harmony, bringing harmony to our families, because what sin does, 
the sin poisons us, destroys us, sin divides us, sin does not allow us to see the truth. And so, and that sin, especially sin of idolatry, that means we reject God of revelation, God who has revealed himself, reject Jesus, we reject the Holy Spirit, reject his teaching, and we replace it with other junk. We replace with junk we think is going to bring us happiness, but it doesn't, it destroys us. You know, we, we, junk and whether it's, uh, whether it's any type of, 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 uh, especially of, of, you know, political realities or social realities or material goods, all those things will come to an end because there's only one truth. The truth is God and his revelation. That truth will never be upended. That truth will never be replaced. That truth will always be there. And so this is what we hear today from the Old Testament, that there are consequences to sin and that there's a need for repentance and recognition as to what we have done wrong. We have forgotten God. We have not followed him. We have not been faithful to him. That is the call for all of us, you know, across the board, whether we're priests, religious, lay people, men, women, across the board. And we have to pray that God may purify us, that he may strengthen us, that he may help us to overcome our own blindness and our own trappings. So that's why we, we're, we're invited. The second aspect today is we go to the gospel and we hear the gospel which Jesus uh, proclaims in what we know in this chapter 5, the, uh, the, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. And the Lord is offering us a teaching, a teaching that goes deeper than just the Ten Commandments, deeper. Because he says today, I tell you, Unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. There's a call to a deeper holiness. You have heard it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. That is commandment. It's the fifth commandment, do not kill. But the Lord takes this commandment and it goes deeper, it goes deeper. Because it's not just a killing, physical killing, because we can kill somebody with hate, we can kill somebody with indifference. We can kill somebody with accusations. We can do all kinds of things to hurt, to wound another person. And we know how many spiritual wounds there are, how many emotional wounds there are. How many people have a hard time letting go of things when they were hurt badly and there seems to be no justice. And so, so people, people experience this type of wounds and, he, and, and hurts. And this is what Jesus says today to us. You know, this commandment not only calls us to a physical harming of others, but it's, it speaks to us that if there's anger in someone's heart, coldness, indifference, that hurts and kills, that that person is also liable to judgment. And even when you say to someone, you, you're crazy, you're fool, and you're calling someone and you see what, what goes on you know, around the media, you know how many times people react and, and people be hiding behind behind the text messaging, behind Facebook entries, behind all kinds of Twitters, and they say all these nasty things to each other. Where is that coming from? That that human brokenness, sinfulness, the hate that's in our heart, the hate and indifference that's there. And the Lord wants to uproot it too. He's calling us not only if you look at the commandment, don't kill the physical sense, but to not kill in spiritual sense, spiritual or emotional, killing someone's heart. 
by 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 such a profound you know by by indifference or hate or whatever it may be and so the lord says if you wish to honor god if you wish to honor him if you wish to bring yourself or other gifts to the altar then you have to leave seek reconciliation seek reconciliation but there's many people who'd wish to be reconciled with someone else and other people will block them they just don't want they refuse they refuse to be reconciled and so what do we do the lord still is asking us somehow we have to pray for them we have to pray for for their hardness even if it hurts even if it hurts deeply and so the lord is asking us through his commandment that we will look deeper into our hearts to eliminate things which 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 uh which can be destructive and then the lord will also grant us forgiveness because when if we leave the gift we'll go we'll be reconciled then when we return that's when the, the sacrifice can be truly offered to god because this is what god asks and requires from us because we cannot re retain any hatred in our hearts because that poisons us we carry that poison ourselves because because we were wounded we were hurt perhaps maybe even became a victim of someone else's manipulation whatever it may be and yet the lord is asking us you turn you turn i give you a new commandment love one another take care of each other and especially in whatever way we can seek reconciliation even by saying lord you know i want to be reconciled but the other person can't help the other person so that they may come to know that that it's not this is not your way you wish to restore true harmony and peace and finally today we honor saint ephraim i um saint ephraim may not be well known to many of us he comes from from the present day iraq mesopotamia which is known as the you know the the so romans created a a, a country mesopotamia which is actually the present day iraq between euphrates and and, uh, and tigris rivers that basin well the uh, so so ephraim was born there but he could not stay in the city of his birth he moved to a place called edessa and and uh, and he was an interesting person his parents were christian and he lived in he was born in 306 and lived to, to 373 he was he was born a christian and he began to dedicate himself from an early age he wished to follow the lord he became sort of as a type of monk a hermit but he also and became deacon uh, but he wanted to teach and and so he established like a school of theology uh, a, a great school there are many many uh, those who went to through his school but he also was a writer he was a poet he wrote hundreds of beautiful poems which became hymns which the church early church both in the east and even even in the west began to sing these hymns because they contain in songs he, he contained the whole theology was teaching on 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 the on the holy trinity on the eucharist and the on our lady beautiful beautiful hymns and these hymns were by by people by singing these hymns they were learning theology by by by, by singing they learned they learned their faith and that's why he was he was so powerful because he had an effect on generations on 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 you know on uh, generations as well as ages even even when i was 
when I was younger and I was studying literature, I found out that some of the hymns in my own country, like like uh, Christmas hymns and other hymns, were influenced by him, by Saint Ephraim. You know, the the way he wrote, the way he was able to to articulate the truths in hymns, was so powerful, and so the church honors him today as a doctor of the church because of the hymns that he wrote and the influence that he had on generations of people. So we, we honor him. He wrote in Aramaic or today is known as Syriac. Syriac. Uh, so it is the language that Jesus spoke. And so we have, we have many things that in a language that the Lord spoke and, and as a witness. So may we then today as the Lord is inviting us to look again, are there any idolatries in our own heart that we would eliminate anything, that we would ask the Lord for forgiveness? That we, may, let's look into our hearts if there's anything that separates us from, from one another, if there's any forms of, of hate or indifference. Let's ask the Lord to, to take it away from us. And, 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 and above all, that we may honor the Lord. He gives us everything. He holds nothing back. He has given himself completely. He offered his life. He died for us. He uh, offered us, us the beautiful gift of knowledge that beyond the grave we have resurrection, we have paradise waiting for us. That, that the Lord has given everything to us. He has given the gift of the Holy Spirit as we just celebrated this past Sunday, that fullness of, of, the, of, of divine power at work within us, that fullness of power that let us unseal these gifts which we receive through confirmation and really possess that, that knowledge and wisdom and understanding and, and fear of the Lord, piety, all those gifts that God wishes us to exercise each day and 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 then 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 by receiving the Lord as as Ephraim said, you know, I am nourished every day by the Lord, and I want the Lord to transform me to be like Himself. I want the Lord to make me ready to enter paradise. This is what we we have. Saint Ephraim received it. We receive it each day, or as often as we go to to Mass and receive in state of grace the Eucharist. And then we receive these special graces. So as we continue with the sacred liturgy, let us ask the Lord for the gift of faith, gift of love, gift of hope, and gift of the knowledge of God's will so that we may fulfill his will and enter heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily 
for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.